Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing This Is Us and True Detective, as well as starting our road to the Oscars. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing. How you doing? You know, I was doing okay, but then Enrique just starts doing the intro really quietly again, and I'm like, ugh, more work for me after in editing. I'm not an audio guy. So. But I specifically told you, hey, make sure the intro is not too quiet. And then what does he do? He makes it too quiet. I'm just breaking my back out of here for the love of the game, coach. Uh, sure. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so one thing I forgot to mention in the intro is, uh, we'll probably put in the title of the episode, to be honest, is uh, Tarion's going to be joining us later in the show to review um, that Dragon Ball uh, movie thing that I didn't see, you didn't see, okay, I'm assuming. You're going to get a lot of people upset, okay? Not Dragon Ball thing, it's Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just don't want there to be riding. To, uh, Kendrick, you can talk. You're live on the mic. <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't watch. I I mean, I watched it spare like here and there when I was a kid, but I, I don't know. I'm not that person. Uh, we've just we've covered that thoroughly on the podcast. I know you ha- don't. You didn't watch it, correct? I did not. Exactly. Watch so if movie, but if Tarion didn't come on, that, yeah, I would not call it. Yo, that Dragon Ball. <laughs> Thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Broly, right? Is that what it's called? Ball Super Broly. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. See, I was, eh, I was in the area. I don't know. Like, if the thing scene. is, like, if someone came up to me and said that Avengers thing that came out this year, <laughs> I'd be like, excuse me. I mean, I guess. I, I wouldn't get offended. Like, if someone said that star movie thing. That came <laughs> well, okay, out. it was a little better than that. Like, see, people walk up to me and they're like, "Oh, what about that new Star Wars movie?" It's like, "I'm the last Jedi." Excuse me. Like, who cares? I don't know. You you called it the franchise name. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Taryn's gonna come on. I literally called him last night. I was like, "Hey, Taryn, you want to review this? Because if you don't review it, uh, I don't know if it's ever gonna get reviewed." Um, <laughs> Kendrick is offended. I mean, Kendrick could review it, but did you see it? No. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I knew you hadn't seen it yet. And is it still in theaters? Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. Oh, you are. <laughs> Sad face. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Part of the plan. Yeah. So uh, we've offended Terry. Or we've offended Kendrick. Whoa. Jeez. Wow. How racist of me. I'm so sorry. Uh, we've offended Kendrick. So, you know, this show's just off to a flying start. We have Enrique messing up the intro. I offended Kendrick. I did I the know. intro. I offended you, offended, you offended a lot of... You know, there you things. go. It's okay. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> we're going to start with actually the Oscars stuff. Um, and we will finish with the Tarion, um Dragon Ball stuff. So... Yeah, we're going to start our road to the Oscars. We're doing it like last year, where we are going to break it down and talk about a couple of categories, maybe one category at a time, depends on the week. And we are starting 
with the best animated feature category and the best visual effects category. Ozzy, do you want to start with animated or with visual effects? Uh, let's do visual effects since that's the thing that I'm pulling up. <laughs> the one thing I don't have. <laughs> so, um, Ozzy, what's your initial reaction to this list? And you want to read off the list while you're at it? Yeah, we got in. Uh, we got Avengers: Infinity War by uh, Dan, I'm, I'm guys. I'm gonna butcher your guys' names, so just bear with me. Uh, well, I'm just gonna actually read off. Yeah, just read the movies. The movies first, yeah. and then if we need to go into detail, I read you guys' names. So, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. We got Christopher Robin. We got First Man. We have Ready Player One, and then Solo: A Star Wars Story, which is officially an Oscar-nominated movie. For you solo haters. So, um, question is, which one deserves the award? Carlos, what do you think? Um, I mean, all of them. <laughs> all of them. I don't think it works like that, Enrique. Um, but I think of this list, I guess you kind of... I mean, I my initial reaction is to go, well, you kind of have to give it to Infinity War, right? But... The first man one is actually like really impressive. If you watch some of the like, even if you weren't a fan of the movie, which I don't understand why I that did movie, not see it. Why, I don't understand why uh, um, there was, I don't know, not as much love as I was expecting for that movie. But even if you're not a fan of it, like it is visually impressive. So I guess if I had to pick from this list, I'm going first man. People were just mad because there's no musical number. <laughs> I guess. Um, it's like, what? <laughs> what is this? Um, yeah, so the underrated one that I'm I'm kind of like seeing it on this list, I'm like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Is Christopher Robin, right? Like, yeah, I mean, they did. I Christopher mean, they did Robin's really on the list? Job. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did a really great job of actually bringing those characters to life. It's like a teddy bear. Like, I would have never yeah, thought I mean, of that, that one, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, the movie was visually stunning. I mean, like I said, I mean that. I mean, Winnie the Pooh looked like a legitimate, alive teddy bear talking. And I was <laughs> like, "What is happening?" Like, I was genuinely surprised when I saw that movie, and it, it was, it was, it blew my mind. Um, what about you? What's your? If you had to pick from this list, what are you picking? I don't know. I mean, I, I, Carlos, and I, I don't mean to offend you, but I would honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that First Man is on here. Honestly, what? I mean. Honest, this is my opinion. Cause, Obviously. Cause honest, cause, because, I mean, honestly, because what everybody's been just, just, Aquaman has been nominated for, you know, visual effects, which I'm not, again, I don't agree with that nomination particularly, but <laughs> I did think it was going to be on here. I didn't expect First Man to be on here, but I mean, I, I, that, I, I don't know if that one I would necessarily, if I would necessarily place it as a first. Um, it has to, for me, honestly, it has to be between. Infinity War. My top three is is it's, it's a close call between um, Ready Player One and Infinity War. Ready Ready Player One was beautiful movie mm -hmm. visually. <laughs> um, it was also visually stunning in 3D. Honestly, one of the best 3D movies to come out in the last decade. One of the best movies uh, to come out in the last decade when it comes to um, 3D. When it comes to a 3D movie, um, yeah. and then I would say maybe a close third would be. Um, I gotta give it to. I gotta give it to 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 Christopher Robin. I mean, again, I mean, I 
that was that's crazy was, though isn't it I, I, it is but i mean just looking back at it i mean it was just it was really a visually stunning good movie I yeah mean, like i mean i want to see it again honestly just because it was so i mean it was it's such a heartwarming movie but it, it, i just also a wholesome bop such visually yeah well, i'll agree with enrique on that <laughs> that phrase yep. uh, incredible um <laughs> Yeah, it's just is it it is a weird list. Like I I think the and another thing to remember is that we kind of when it comes to these like very narrow type of awards, like they're very are about very specific things. We tend to forget about the bad movies that excelled in certain areas, and I don't necessarily want to do that. But I'm like also kind of struggling to like think of. I mean, yes, I guess Aquaman kind of it had good sequences but i think overall it doesn't necessarily hit its mark 100 percent. black panther is interesting but i i think the ending no, you, well documented right, yeah. for by you that the ending doesn't <laughs> necessarily hold up so i don't know what are some snubs for you because you've said that you don't know if you would put first man on there which i think is crazy but fair enough so if you're taking first man off what are you putting on an interesting question um man uh maybe annihilation that's a good call actually i like that call i did not see annihilation because i mean i was watching just that third act sequence in annihilation and i showed like my roommate and my girlfriend without Mm -hmm. without even having them see the movie and I was like, what do you guys think? And they're just like, what does it mean? I'm like, don't worry about what it means. It's what do you think? <laughs> We're blown away. Yeah. <laughs> just visually, it was just a visually stunning movie. So I would have given it to possibly Annihilation. Just because, again, for me, it was... It's the, you can argue that Annihilation was a decent movie, but visually, it was visually stunning. So, I mean, I would have given it to Annihilation. Honestly. That's actually a really good call. I like that one. Um, I, of course, wouldn't take um, First Man off. I would probably take off, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Like, am I taking off Solo? Maybe. But Solo, the least of its problems is visuals. I guess I'd take off Christopher Robin, even though I do like that pick. I guess there's no glaring, like, this shouldn't be on and this should be on. Like, I don't have a strong... Pull yeah, on I, this I, category. I also don't think, yeah, exactly. I also don't think that first man should necessarily be taken out. Yeah. But if I had to give a snob, I would, I would give it to. I like the annihilation, annihilation call. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I, I don't. Nothing really pops to mind or comes to mind. Um, in terms of major snubs in I this would, category. Yeah, like um, maybe a wriggle in time, but then again, there was some questionable. Yeah. Very questionable. Bring out that movie that. existed. Yeah, even though I didn't hate A Wrinkle in Time as much as you did, um, Ozzy, I, <laughs> I I don't know that I would give it to to there either. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's I don't think there's any clear snubs in this category. I think they hit it. They they did pretty well with this one. So, yeah, not mad. All right, um, moving on. I guess we can talk about the best animated feature category. Or um, the Disney category. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> um, it's always been a Disney category. It probably always will be a Disney category. But this year, we might have some problems if it's a Disney category. Uh, you want to read off this list, Ozzy? 
We got Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, Enrique, you say, why is that on there? Well, when it comes to animated movies this year and in the past couple years, uh, the question becomes, what are you putting on instead? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Ralph Breaks the Internet is not like a terrible movie. I don't think it's, it has any shot at this, but... Um, I kind of liked it. It's it's good. It's just like the animation wasn't it's, like, oh. I mean, best anime feature. This is a be- the best animated movie. It's not necessarily like the best like animation style or whatever like it's just it's the movie as a whole it's a it's their cop-out category because they didn't want to let them compete in actual categories um it's apart for three times discrimination against animated people. essentially um yeah animated people people. (laughs) um yeah so i mean i think this is a category where you kind of have to go like if we're going to start talking like what will win what should win which we will do eventually um probably right before the oscars actually happen i i think it's basically like what will win is incredibles too what should win is spider-man into the spider-verse you think incredibles is gonna win of course it is. It's a Disney doc. Okay, the last. Let me read to you the last. No way. Let me lead, read. Isle to you. of Dogs. I will read to you the last. The last four up until 2012. The winners, and there's some ones that stick out here, starting with 2012. Brave, won best animated feature, Disney movie. Uh, 2013, Frozen won best animated feature, okay. Disney movie. 2014. Big Hero Six, and this is the this is the terrible year to be honest. Big Hero Six won Best Animated Feature. You want to know what it beat that year? What? How to Train Your Dragon Two. What? Which is one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. And you want to know what else wasn't even nominated that year? What? The Lego Movie. What? This is a Disney-dominated category. There is no reason to think that Disney will not take it away again. Twenty sixteen so or twenty fifteen was Inside Out. Deserved. 2016 Zootopia. Uh, me and Ozzy will fight that to the death. <laughs> and 2017 is Coco. Completely understandable, but Disney again. See, I feel like <laughs> it's Incredibles too. It's going to win. Oh, man, I'm uh, going for the underdog Isle of miles. Dogs. There's no See? way Isle of Dogs See, wins. That's it. See, for me, it would it would be either Spider Verse or Isle of Dogs. Of course, that's but th- like. I mean, I would probably, I would probably put Incredibles two slightly over Isle of Dogs for me personally. I know that's a lot of people would get mad at me for that, and Ozzy probably. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, look, I really like Incredibles two, but to me, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is so far beyond any of these other movies in this category that it becomes a moot point, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but does the Academy see it that way? Man. Okay, be- besides that, Ozzy, do you agree with me that Incredibles 2 is the clear choice for Will Win, but it shouldn't? Nah. If you're putting money on it, what are you putting money on? Spider-Verse. I know it breaks your heart to say it, but come on, let's be honest here. <laughs> Spider-Verse. No way! You're not betting money on I Spider-Verse. See, I, I there was would. lots of critical and fan like, oh, I love Spider-Verse. I feel like more than Incredibles. The evidence is so stacked against you, though. Like, that, I'm feeling it. Know. It's a year of change. No host, no Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, Ozzy, what about you? Are you like these two insane people? One of us, one of us, one of I'm us. I'm like, I don't even know what to say at this point in time because this is such a, 
I'm I'm annoyed right now. I don't even know what to say. It's basically you have to choose between your heart and your brain. <laughs> exactly. Um, what if they're both? God. Choose your heart. <laughs> Always follow your heart. Because I really want Kubo or Spider-Man to win. But Kubo. Man, like Kubo. Off those. I'm sorry. Completely <laughs> different movie. Isle Dog. Never saw Kubo. <laughs> That's a shame. You need to fix that. Always follow yeah. your heart, Ozzy. Facts don't um, care about your feelings. Exactly. I guess I gotta go with Carlos on on. Man, on, on, it's I'm sorry. Like it's the hard truth, but it's going. That's yeah. clearly what's gonna happen. I know. It's just yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally since 2010. So like in the past decade, Disney has won all but one time, and that was Rango that beat them. Rango. Rango. Rango is 2011. <laughs> a Johnny Depp film. <laughs> that, that was such it. a great movie. <laughs> Okay, how about know. this? How about we place a little wager here? Let's do it. Okay, See, so I... we always place a wager for Oscar time, so okay. we're not doing it. Right. So, Carlitos, <laughs> if Incredibles 2 wins, I will buy you an Incredibles 2 poster. <laughs> but if Spider-Verse or Isle of Dogs wins, then you'll buy me one of their posters. So you get two movies in the race and I get one, but I get the heavy I mean, you could I choose a okay. different one. There's okay, we all, choose, we all choose one movie. Ooh, that's tough. Because I choose Spider-Verse. I'm not choosing that. I'm not, I'm not doing this right now. I mean, look, I'll, I'm, I'll, take, the, I'll take the easy poster. I mean, Incredibles 2. It's going to win. Okay. Wait, so let's do this. If, I, if Spider-Verse wins, you two buy me posters. If I Love Dog wins, we buy you posters. Oh, I like that because it's less money for everybody. Yeah. Okay. It's a bet. That's fine, Jesse, I guess. please hire me. <laughs> um so Ozzy, did you give an actual prediction here? Do you have any other? Wait, wait, wait. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think Miraya <laughs> Yeah, Hasandu in Yorichu film is definitely gonna win. You definitely yeah. butchered that. <laughs> definitely. Okay, I guess we should like keep talking about these movies because um, all of this was predictable even up until the mo- random movie that nobody's ever heard of. Um that always happens. And to be honest, sometimes they end up being the best of them all, a.k.a. breadwinner from last year. So I, I, I don't know. I'm going to check this out. I might change my mind on what should win. No matter what, I'm never changing my mind on okay. what will win because Incredibles 2 will win. Okay, I just, I just looked this up because I didn't know what movie Mirai was. Yeah. It's an anime. Yeah, that happens every couple of years. Nev- not necessarily every year, but it happens every couple. So the Red Turtle was a couple of years ago. It's called Hentai, and it's art. That okay. so Dragon Ball next whoa, year. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's an office quote. Wrong podcast, Ricky. It's an office quote. I know. Wrong podcast, Ricky. I don't know what you do in your own spare time. Yeah. It's an office quote. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Blame yeah, it on yeah, the yeah. office now. Blame it on the office. Um, Ozzy, I think I know the answer to this, but do you have any snubs at all? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they hit the mark with this one. Boss Baby. Because I didn't even, Boss I didn't even baby. see Ralph. An Alec Baldwin film. <laughs> Boss Baby. Boss Baby was just lit. There wasn't that much that came out this year in the Midwest. I was just like, Skip wow. There's only two, there's been like two or three movies that came out this year and they're all on there. So it's not really a snub for me. Yeah. Um, watch Ralph Fricks the Internet win and screw us all. <laughs> I mean, the Grinch. Still be a Disney movie winning. Sherlock Gnomes. 
Um, oh my gosh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh man, <laughs> dang it, should have won. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yo, we should watch that and then see which one's better, Holmes and Watson or Sherlock Holmes. Um, how about we don't? This was the year of Sherlock. Apparently, changed my mind. The year of something. Um, <laughs> oh my god. I think we can. Ozzy, can we both agree that this is a much better year for animated movies than last year? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though, like, it's kind of slim, but at the same time, like, we're not nominating The Boss Baby and Ferdinand, so. (laughs) 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 Sorry, but, um, yeah, that was kind of silly. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, it was a good year for animated movies for the most part. I wish we could get more, a little bit more variety, but, you know, is what it is. Hey, Teen Titans Go, the movie. Oh yeah, Teen Titans go to the movies. Teen Titans go um, to the pulp. goes to the movie. Yeah, I think Brianna might argue that that should be on there. Probably. Oh, yeah. huh? <laughs> oh, it was a joke. No, I think she might argue, legitimately argue it. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. I never saw it, so I can't really speak yeah, to it. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, I think they pretty much got this category right from what I can remember. No, no major snubs. Uh, no, nothing that necessarily stands out as there's no way this should be on here like last year. Um, yeah. Uh, Ozzy, do you have any other thoughts on these movies? No, it's about me. I mean, I think uh, either Isle of Dogs or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should win, but... Um... It will assume I take the cake. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's what it is. Um, it's sad, but it's true. We will move on uh, to some TV talk. So basically what we're going to do is Ozzy and I are going to talk about This Is Us. Then Ozzy's going to check on out. And Enrique and I are going to talk about... Is the True Detective thing going to be weekly? Maybe, depending on if you keep up and we have time. That it's not going to be weekly. You can um, make an intro if it's going to be weekly. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Um, Anyway, so uh, we'll talk, me and Enrique will be talking about True Detective. And then after all that, Terry will be joining us. So if you don't watch either of these shows, that's fine. Time code's in the description. You can skip ahead to the review with Terry If you watch one of these shows but not the others, again, time code's in the description. Um, we will be talking about spoilers for each of them, so you have been warned. All right, we're going to start with This Is Us so Ozzy can check on out. Ozzy, man, this was a good episode. <laughs> this was a really good episode. Uh, I was late to work for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Would not advise, but you know, <laughs> fair enough. Um, Dude, I was just watching it, then it just didn't stop. It was just like, I was like, listen, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of it. And 10 minutes, it's 20 minutes. I was like, all right, just give me another 10 minutes. And I was like, once you get 30 minutes, I was like, I might as well just finish the episode. So I just finished the episode. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they did for what they set out to do, which was explore uh, Jack's backstory and then also introduce us to Jack's brother, for what they set out to do there, it's, I mean, it was pretty fulfilling. I, 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 it wasn't necessarily everything I was expecting, which is always good when it comes to this show. Surprise me. But then it was just satisfying. I think we got satisfying answers to all of the questions we've been having. And 
we have some interesting character arcs, which is nice. Uh, because one thing that you worry about with a show like this is that it becomes predictable and it becomes formulaic, and you worry that it becomes a little bit too cheesy, and a lot of people would argue that the show is cheesy in general, which I guess that's fair, sure. But I think they took these characters, particularly Kevin, who this season has been a this season has been a Kevin and Randall driven season mostly, and I think they did a great job with character or with Kevin's arc in relation to the brother or in relation to uh, his uncle and his dad now. Um, yeah. Like when they made that choice at the end, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And that makes complete sense where this entire show has been like a lot of people would look at it and go, oh, well, they've made the dad out to be this perfect figure. That's not really the case. They have very clearly shown us that Jack was a flawed human being. But they've also showed us that the kids and the mom view him as a perfect figure. Figure, And this moment at the end of this episode was Kevin acknowledging the fact that his dad was not perfect and saying, I'm going to make the right decision where he didn't. And that was to me, great payoff for Kevin's storyline so far. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, you start off with this character in season one who was, you know, very cocky. You know, you really didn't like him the first season. Now, getting into, getting in and more involved with the show, I mean, you just have, you know, you have more of an idea of who this person is. You've seen this character just evolve and change throughout the throughout the season and you saw him kind of decline in season two hit, hit a breaking point and then now you just see him kind of ascend to you know really having a being able to have a stable relationship being able to be the one to kind of say hey you know i want to learn more about my dad and his past and he's been really the one kind of searching for it and just kind of see this payoff and that conclusion and and, and the semi-conclusion of that story it's really, they did a really good job. And you see a lot of parallels that, you know, between the relationship, you know, between the similarities between Kevin and, and Nikki. Um, so that's, a, that's something there. I really do give the show credit because now a lot of people are all seeing Jack in, in kind of a different light. I mean, people are saying, oh, well, he's messed up for leaving Nikki like that and things like that. I mean, I'm 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 still a huge Jack fan. I still love yeah. Jack. I understand why he did the things. I you know, I understand why he did the thing that he did. But you know, completely mind blown by this whole entire thing. And and I you know one of the beautiful things about the show is that in that entire ending sequence, we got to see Jack say, "Hey, you know, you're just plenty of your old man gets wrong. It's a, you know, it's up to the son to kind of break those chains and kind of you know right his father's wrongs." you exactly you see kevin the older version of kevin do that for his father and i really i just ultimately love that that payoff there in the sequence yeah and it's especially i think the whole thing is especially satisfying because of how this storyline started where i think we both kind of agreed that the vietnam episode was the initial vietnam episode was a complete letdown we didn't get yeah. much of anything like they were like we're gonna explore jack's past and then it's like did we explore anything, or did you just intro this storyline? Was it like Rambo? <laughs> no. Like, it was such a yeah, letdown. Yeah, it was this whole thing. It was just like, this is how 
Jack became Jack. Jack. And then Jack. I was just like, <laughs> man. And then like you had like this huge like opening montage, and I was like, damn, that was really crazy. And that's all we got. And <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> Jack into like, the Jack verse. Yeah, right? um, like, he's it, always been a caring person, and that's no, yeah. what you see throughout the show. So yeah. it was. Just, it, it was it was a very big letdown, and then to have it pay off like it did, like the that that storyline comes to a conclusion in this big satisfying way, and you finally do see why he somewhat is the way he is, especially in regards to the war. Um, I, I think it completely works. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, people are really mad at Jack, you know, for leaving Nikki and I get that, you know, he really didn't hear his brother out, but it's just like, man, I mean, that sucks. I mean, what it's do you expect? Tough... He thinks he killed a, such, some it's... innocent kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole thing was that, you know, Hey, it was an accident. Hey, yeah. it was, it was an accident things like that. But I mean, I feel bad because I mean, I mean, people just need to understand. I mean, Jeff helped this kid get better. You know, this kid is somebody that he ended up caring for, you know, he, yeah. he helped heal his foot. And then on top of that, his mother gave him a necklace. You know, he could, obviously you could tell that they were attracted to one another to some degree and that cared for her. And then, you know, to have, you know, you were trying to do the right thing by helping your brother, you know, try to get clean, try to be okay with the duration of the war, only for your brother to inadvertently kill this child. And then you having to come back and then the mother is just on her knees crying acting like you know and what nikki describes acting like the bones are being pulled out of her body she's not looking at nikki she's looking directly into jack's eyes and jack jack can't fix that you know what i'm saying so to have that i think it's completely understandable exactly and and for for you you know for you to come back into the come back from that you know how can you you know how can you you know forgive your brother and, and have him be around your wife and kids. You know, how can you trust him to go ahead and do that? You know, can you talk to your wife and be like, Hey, can my brother take our kids out for a drive? You know, is that, is that a conversation that you guys can have? I do think that he made the mistake of not telling Rebecca because you do see her hmm. being upset, but you know, cause she, you know, you can obviously see that she's always been a supportive, understanding wife. I mean, we've seen that through the duration of the show. Even even when he goes up to her and he says, "Hey, I lied to you. I actually went to go see somebody," she wasn't angry. She was like, "Well, how did it go?" You know, and she never pressed him on anything. And she was like, "Okay, that's fine. Like, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it. It's whatever." So for me, she was always she's always been that supportive character. So my whole thing is, you know, unfortunately, Jack never got the right to tell Rebecca. I was actually looking at several articles in, in the writers' room, and, and you know, they basically agree that Jack would have eventually told reconciled with his brother and eventually maybe told his kids and his wife now that the kids are out of the house and everything. But unfortunately what the show did is they caught, they created a tragedy and you know, everybody's now is just looking for answers. You see Rebecca, she's like, a little, she's a bit distraught. She's like, why didn't I know you see a little bit in the teaser trailer for episode 12 that, you know, Kate's probably a little bit upset. I like the fact that the women in this in this show are taking this a lot harder than the guys. You know, the guys are just like, yeah, I mean, it happened. Let's move forward. We're going to help him. And I, I, I like that dynamic. And I, I like to see how they're all going to reconcile and just accept the fact that, you know, Jack wasn't perfect. Jack did have secrets. Jack, 
did have a dark past that we did not like to talk about. So I'd, I'd like to see how that all kind of comes together and how they kind of get that closure with their father, with dealing with something that their father actually never even told them. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see that all play out through the duration of the season. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing. Uh, do you think we're probably going to get a little bit more Kate focus on the last half of the second half of this season? Correct. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably Randall because we got a big reveal on the last episode, but then basically nothing about it on this episode. So we'll get more Randall. My last question though is we've had this big like flash forward, this really big flash forward at the beginning of this season, and we cut back to it once, I think. Like once or twice. Um, do they have any idea what they're doing without flash forward, or are they just like trying, still trying to figure it out, and that's why we haven't seen, we haven't seen anything. I think they have something in plan. I mean, I think that, I mean, these writers have done an excellent job so far. I mean, season three, I think you and I can agree, hasn't been its best, but I think it's getting to that level of season two and one gradually. Mm-hmm. So I I hope that they know what they're doing. Um, I'm, it's just I'm, getting very, annoyed, I'm getting kind of annoyed, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I don't know why they would have done a flash forward, honestly. Yeah. I was annoyed when I first initially got it because I was just like, why couldn't we just have the past and present? Why are we getting into the future tense now? And it just that just to me never made really made any sense. So now we have to watch this whole flash forward and they're teasing it randomly throughout the season. Yeah. It's very annoying. I just I don't understand why this particular show would have done a flash forward. It just in my in my honest opinion, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um I mean, it's like it's like I'm, it's just it's just adding more stigma for no reason, in my personal opinion. It's just don't need to. I'm okay because I think it gives them a little bit of creative options. Like if they want to explore new characters, you have the the grandkids essentially. Like you can go in that direction, and we have done that a little yeah, bit with the flash I mean, forwards. Yeah, but you're already gonna, you know, you're you're. Which I guess, but I mean, it's just like... like I like the you, idea of it. I don't ha- inherently hate it. I'm just confused as to why we're taking so long. And I understand you I want guess. the big reveal to be who they're going to visit, like who's sick or who's dying well, or whatever. we already know. We no, already we don't, know. do we? Yeah, it's, it's Rebecca. This is, I, I, I can't remember if we've had that confirmed, but maybe you could be right. I don't remember. Because um, I remember the last episode, because the whole... I think it was episode 3-9 where... You know, Randall and, and, and Beth had the whole fight about him continuing to run. And then a lot of there was a lot of speculation that Beth and Randall did uh, did get a divorce in the future. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think they were really I mean, teasing I think, us how I mean, they wanted us to think that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the whole thing was that, you know, Randall said to Tess, did you call your mother? Yeah. And Randall was just, you know, shaking his head up and down. Uh, she, she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, she told me she was going to be there. And then Beth said, yeah, we're going to go see, you know, we're going to go see Randall's mom. Okay, yeah, uh, I think I remember that. So yeah. I don't, yeah, so I don't think that that's, you know, I would, you know, I don't know why she would go if she yeah. no longer has a relationship with her son anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know why she would even go. So I don't, it just doesn't make any sense to me as to yeah. why they would be divorced. 
course. So, so this is, if, I don't see, think so. If it's Rebecca, then what's the arc there? Like, yeah, she she gets old and dies. Like, there's no big. What's the? There's no drama. Like, I don't know. That's it's a strange. I was choice, expecting it to. Truth. Yeah, like I was expecting it to be like like that's the whole thing. Like I was just really disappointed because I'm just like yeah. Like, what's this whole thing? Like, I thought it was gonna be like one of Randall's daughters. Just yeah, going exactly. Like, a freaking, like drug problem. And, <laughs> yeah, so like scramble everybody together to get her out of there, and I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like what are we doing? And which, which honestly, I'm, 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 I'm kind of getting tired of that, that, that whole thing where it's just like, okay, there's someone going through a really bad, you know, addiction problem, which I get, it, it happens, but like, guys, there's other things we can explore besides addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's it. yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this talk. Uh, we're going to move on from the best uh, network show to uh, the best premium show right now, at least. Insert my intro that I possibly <laughs> better than Thrones. Better than Thrones or uh, Well, the uh, one, best one currently airing. It's not better than Game of Thrones. Which simmer down there, uh, buddy. All right. Before we throw it to uh, the True Detective talk, um, right, are we going to talk about those uh, leaked runtimes? Leaked runtimes. I didn't see that. I'm so mad. If that's Kit true, Harrington yeah, I'd be annoyed too. Said, what is it? Kit Harrington literally said, "Like, oh well, like, like basically, like I think the last, I think the last season was meant to break us because we basically shot like like six movies." And I'm like, okay. And then I get a text from Carlos, "Hey, the runtimes have been leaked," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." And then he tells me. Yeah, the first two episodes are two or sixty two, minutes. First two episodes are sixty minutes, and then the last four are eighty minutes. And I was like, "It's not two movies." Yeah, yeah. It's um, not like six movies. Like a movie is at least a movie is at least minimum and ninety minutes. I, love it. I, don't, I don't care how long I it is, as it. long as they work their magic. Yeah, I love it. I, no. I, I don't know. Like, because they have so much. Cram, yeah, that's that's like, true. That's like little finger coming back. Shut thing. up, that's not gonna happen. They all have time. Um, like that's my whole thing because you still have, which I'm blown away that Game of Thrones was able to still not close out killing on Cersei yet. Like, I'm blown away. So, like, what are, so like, what are we gonna do right now? So like I mean, she's gonna become part of the white. Like, what are we gonna do? She's like, gonna, we, white, she's gonna mean, marry the white. Yeah, <laughs> the because Night King. Time, I'll like, how what I'm thinking? And is, they're gonna find out their like, siblings. She's gonna be the you ice have to, You have to kill her. You have to take her out within the next two episodes. I want Arya to kill her. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, you have to because like the whole thing is like you can't have an episode of just like the war between the living. And the dead for one episode. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, and if they do do that, I'm gonna be so pissed. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. My my annoyance more comes from the fact that we've been hearing this same noise for essentially three seasons now. Oh, the episodes are gonna be longer. The episodes are gonna be longer. They're gonna be like an hour and a half each, and then every season it's like there's like one super long episode. And it's like stop, stop being so over dramatic. If that's not like if you're just shooting normal episodes, fine. Just tell us that. Don't tell us that it's gonna like every episode's gonna be an hour plus. And it's like, 
then this happens and it's like really like this is the huge thing like i get that they're probably saying like actors probably say that because it felt like a lot and that's fine i understand that but the, these are the producers and the showrunners that are telling us this they're like don't worry i understand that you guys are frustrated it's only six episodes but don't worry it's going to be like hour plus long episodes and it's like really like okay i mean i guess it's kind of technically they're longer episodes but I mean, I don't know. It's weird to me. I love it. Um, anyway, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We are going to move on and talk about some True Detective. Ozzy, you should watch it if you get a chance. And Ricky just watched the first episode or first three yeah, episodes I mean, right in three now, days, I mean, right now, <laughs> two days. I mean, right now, I just discovered on Netflix uh, they just released the uh, documentary. It's a season long of a conversation with the killer. Ooh. And the first season is with Ted, you know, the tapes of Ted Bundy. I just watched episode one today. I really, Carlos, for the life of me, I don't know what a good documentary looks like. Um, so, but, but I'm actually really I could be your consultant. Like, I'm just What's kind of just like, I'm like, wow. Uh, I think it's called Conversations with a Killer. Interesting. Uh, tapes of Ted Bundy. There's four episodes. Huh. Um, so I'm just going to knock that out probably over the weekend. Um, I'll give it a look. And then, yeah, I thought I think I mean I, I just actually just got done watching the first episode today. Um, probably gonna finish watching it uh, over the weekend, and I'll probably give a review of it just because I've never. I mean, I've heard the name Ted Bundy, and I'm I'm sorry for older people who know who he is. I just I've never known that he was a sociopathic killer. But I mean, sorry hey, to all I mean, the Ted Bundy things. fangirls. Yeah, um, okay. that's not a joke. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting just kind of learning about yeah. it and everything. I, I like the first episode so far. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll review it next week too. Definitely. Um, um but, and, yeah. but then, yeah, if you, for sure, if you get a chance, uh, true detective this season, I think me and Enrique can agree has been a return to form, uh, so far. So, um, yeah. yeah anyway. Well, if, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to plan it out. Maybe we'll, figure it out. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I have actually, though. There's no excuses. We'll <laughs> yeah. You so, can quote me, Carlos. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, speaking of documentaries, one last thing before we let you go. We are going to have, uh, I'm going to have Miles come back on the podcast for the documentary thing, and he is going to be uh, spitting fire. Me too. Um, for the documentary discussion because there are a lot of people mad about uh, this Please documentary snub. Be my um, but we'll talk about that when we get to that category, Ozzy. Uh, we'll see you on the next one because me and Rick are going to talk some True Detective. Sounds good, guys. Talk to you later. Have fun. Be safe. And do anything stupid. All right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. So, Enrique. True. True yeah. Detective. Okay. Dude. We're three episodes deep, uh, two weeks deep, because we started uh, with two episodes on the first week. Yeah. The, I mean, we established earlier that this is a return to form for True Detective. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be honest here. You're probably going to hate this. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't remember too much about True Detective season one. It's very long ago. I remember nothing about the plot. I just remember Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. They're young and then they're old at one point, and that's pretty much all I remember. Uh, True Detective season one, just to recap. Um, there are is... involved? Am I making that up in my head? Kind of. Okay, True Detective season one is the greatest single season of television I've ever seen. Period. Uh, high praise. Uh, it's incredible. It's one of the best acted, one of the best directed, one of the best written. It's incredible. Um... 
it's honestly nearly flawless. Like it's amazing. You highly check, highly recommend it. You should check it out. Uh, don't watch season two. It's not worth it. Um, despite all the talent involved, it wasn't worth it. Um, and season three, we're much closer to season one than season two. Um, it's not, doesn't seem to be that good yet, but it's had some moments when I've been like, okay, we are back on track with this show. Uh, this show is basically, it's an anthology series, essentially. So every season is completely different. It has nothing to do with the other ones. Um, and this season, basically what it seems to be about is these two detectives who are investigating the disappearance and possible murder of dun, two dun. children. Um, where does it take place? Do you remember? Uh, I, I remember it's okay. Is it Missouri? Maybe because I remember seeing Ozark somewhere, and I know that's a whole other show on Netflix. I'm pretty sure that's Missouri. Yeah, okay, so it, it takes place somewhere in the <laughs> middle of the country. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, we will we will be getting spoilers, but to start it off. Are you enjoying the season so far? I am, it's cool. <laughs> Um, yes, and what this show has done, much like the first season, is that it's multiple timelines. I'm uh, kind of annoyed it's not a Netflix show, because I kind of want to binge it, but I gotta <laughs> wait week to week, which yeah. is like... Um, it's It takes place on multiple timelines, and one of the interesting things that they're doing with this season is it's uh, the main guy in the show is Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. He's the name that everyone knows, right? Uh, Mahershala Ali's character... He's describing some of these events, but he seems to be having some memory problems um, yeah. back in the farthest Which in the is, future timeline. This is very good writing, I've noticed. It's a great it device. very good structure. Some of the best I've seen in a very long time. So I'm very impressed by what the show's pulling off so far. Yeah, so um, let's, I guess, just get into the spoilers if you haven't watched the show. Um, I think you can tell from our initial discussion here. Uh, you should. If you have watched the show, then you're good. Here we go. And if you just want the uh, um, Dragon Ball Super Broly, there you go, I said it. Dragon Ball Super Broly uh, review, just fast forward a little bit. Uh, time code's in the description. Here we go. Um, yeah, I think the moment, I, I, I just really like how they wrote Mahershala Ali's character. Yeah, because he's, he's not like very he's not like a very like, oh, what's up, guys? I'm in your face. He's more reserved. We're getting two different sides of the same character. And it shows Mahershala Ali's range, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, it allows for us to get this super interesting character, but then also gives you this device through the same character of giving us the story slowly mm-hmm. uh, because. In the first timeline, like in the farthest back in the 80s, I think. It's yeah. 1980. Yeah. It's 80, 90, and then... 2015. 2015. So in it, the 80s timeline, um, Mahershala Ali is this, like, detective that's really good at his job. Like, he's yeah. solving everything ahead of everybody, right? Yeah. Um, and that's it's just fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing it really well. I think it's written really well, yeah. everything. And then in the farthest timeline, he's forgetting everything. So it's like he's completely a different person, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I really like? Uh, I don't know the character or the actor's name, but the blonde guy, his partner? Yeah. I'll he, pull it up. It, I get 
every time they go into something kind of playing a part, it gives me strong Pulp Fiction vibes. When he's always like, my buddy here was in Nam. You know what he was? He was a LARP. You know what they do? Drop him off in the jungle and they find their way out or something. I'm like, I get a lot of Pulp Fiction vibes from that. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I agree with you. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I think it's Stefan Dorf. I think you're going to say Stephen Curry. No. Uh, or Stephen Dorf, something like that. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, he plays Roland West, uh, his Ooh. partner. Oh. Um, so, yeah, he's doing really well, too. And that is honestly, like, the strongest aspect of the first season of Church Detective, apart from the right, like, all of it, <laughs> which it's a beautiful show as well. Like, again, it's nearly perfect. But one of the strongest aspects is the chemistry between Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Um I don't know that they necessarily have that strong a chemistry, but they're doing really well together and they're playing off each other you really well. You know how I knew Mahershala Ali was doing good as an actor in the show? Oh. Because I'm like, I was sitting there and I'm like, Mahershala Ali, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know what else he's in. And then I'm like, I don't think I've seen anything else he's in. And I'm just like, I'm only going to see him as the true detective guy now. And I'm fine with that. I'm like, I tried to visualize in my head, like, what other role did he play? And I could only see him as the true detective guy. Did you look him up? No, I did not. Why? Because <laughs> the show was captivating. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Mahershala Ali uh, has done an incredible job so far. And I'm excited to see where his character goes next. In terms of the story, I think the reveal at the end of this third episode of, okay... When they found the when they found the um dolls no uh, when they found the note <laughs> no the photo album and they see the pose that the kid is making uh-huh. and they're like that's the pose we found him in um I I think that was a great reveal it was a, a it was technically a reveal because we didn't like yeah. know and we didn't know that that mm-hmm. there wasn't anything but it also gives us a question what it, it's like okay what does this mean. That's the perfect kind it's of a priest. Re- <laughs> I'm kidding. That's the perfect kind of reveal. Mm-hmm. The perfect kind of reveal is one that makes you go, "Oh," and then you go, "Hmm," like you're you're just like you're like. So what does you you realize something, but then you're like, "Well, what does that even mean?" Jinky scoop. Yeah, it's like it's a great it's a great way to keep you satisfied, but also wanting more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, okay, was that a body that the one guy who was beat up because people are racist. Uh, was that a body that he got in that bag? I, I they made it look like it a lot, which makes me think if they yeah. if they wanted us to know that, I feel like they would have showed us. Yeah. So I think it could be something else. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I trust I, this guy yeah. somewhat. I, yeah, I know, but that's the thing. Like, they, it feels like they want us to like him, but they also want us to think that he's killed some kid or something. Yeah. So it's like, uh, what do you actually want me to believe here? Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know about that. I think one thing that is worth discussing with the show is that I think people, some people might be annoyed and be of the mindset of why are they telling me what's going to happen with the show? Because yeah. we get a future timeline, right? We mm-hmm. get the 2015 timeline. And even in the 90s timeline, we get a lot of information that tells us how the 80s timeline is going to wrap up. 
right? Yeah. Because the we, supermarket scene. Somewhat. Yes, because we know that the girl is still alive, mm-hmm. but we also know that the girl was never found. Mm-hmm. Which means that at this Where point, are we going? What, they they're still trying to give us like a mystery, but we know. But the we outcome. know the outcome exactly. Exactly, what I was talking about the other day with Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, watch his masterclass. Um, the so imperfect puzzle. It's just it's strange, and I think that some people might be annoyed with it. I'm still interested because I kind of like I just trust these writers to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. Um, I never I, saw the second season. I heard that was a train wreck. It's not good. <laughs> I think there were a lot of mistakes made with the second season. A lot. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's it's just a strange way to structure it. Like, why tell us so early how it's going to end? Uh, but not necessarily how it's directly going to end because we don't know. Because it's the middle timeline where things are getting revealed to us, right? Yeah, and that, an, I like, that's when the memory thing comes into play. Because yes. when we see the latest timeline in 2015... They're not giving us too much information because he doesn't remember too much information. Yes. And also, I'm trying to figure out, because also in the 2015 timeline, in the last episode, we get this reporter girl person who... Basically doing like a dateline. Yeah. And she is basically going at him saying, you did not do a thorough enough investigation for this case. And they allude to what happens in the 90s. So we know that something major does resolve itself from the 90s. Yeah. But they also talk about this case like it's there was a major kind of. and But also there was a major screw up, which makes me go, we're watching. But, but the thing is, we're watching Mahershala Ali and his partner like do a seems like good and in, good investigative work back in the 80s mm-hmm. but then in 2015 they're saying it's not good enough but we're watching from their perspective back in the 80s so we're kind of with them and we're yeah like i could I, definitely that was a see great at the setup. end of the show when we get the last episode of me going back and rewatching the whole thing as a whole yeah yeah um but it's it's a great setup because mm-hmm. we sit there and when she's grilling him about you didn't ask everybody you didn't find out about the car you ignored all these details. Like, as a viewer, you're getting defensive because you're watching him investigate. And you're like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You weren't there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we're getting defensive. It's, again, great uh, design from a terms, or from a structure standpoint. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think what this show is doing right now is definitely a bop. Yeah. Um, again, Watch season one if you haven't. I need to rewatch it and maybe I'll get Kendrick on board. So friend of the show. And um, catch up on season three because it is really good so far. All right. Well, now we're going to throw it over to Broly Boys. (laughs) Broly Boys. We're going to throw it over to our Dragon Ball Super Broly review. Holy Broly. All right. Well, now we are going to. Be joined by Tarion and uh, Kendrick, uh, as we established earlier in the show, did not see this movie, but he's going to be moderating this review because he knows the questions to ask, and I do not. I guess, man, <laughs> I'm still sad. Um, so, uh, Tarion, I guess the first question is, uh, what do you think of the movie? Oh, so good. If you are, if you consider yourself a Dragon Ball Z fan at all, you have to go see it. Like, if you haven't seen it already, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. I actually snuck into it, and I regret it. Because I I, honestly, I regret not giving them the money they deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, I guess we're going into spoilers. 
tell me. Whoa, whoa, slow down there, buddy. Wait. Let's give people if they if they haven't if they don't even know what Dragon Ball Super is, we gotta let them know yeah, what what's going that? on before we just start dropping down. What, yeah. plot, what is point. a Dragon Ball Super? Okay, uh, so <laughs> basically, Dragon Ball Super is the third series. Technically, it's the fourth one, but we don't speak about the other one. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah, me too. But the other people don't. <laughs> so I love Dragon Ball Evolution. Shut up. Is that not what you're talking about? No, I honestly don't think you're talking about. Enrique, leave the room. Yeah, leave. Um, but yeah, it's the third like uh series installation for uh the Dragon Ball series. Yes, which has been around since the late seventies. Yeah, early eighties. Jeez. Yeah, so they got they got quite a legacy. Yeah. But uh, so this one is actually a reboot for a character that is very near and dear to a lot of people. Um, his name is Broly. They released a movie, I want to say, in the early 2000s that isn't canon. Yes. So it was kind of debatable at first because Akira Toriyama, the creator, never really said it either way whether it was canon. But this one is officially canon. Yeah. And but what's cool, what, what's cool about it is it was actually directed. It was written by Akira Toriyama, but directed by the guy who, who voices uh, Vegeta in the English dub. Yeah. So that's just awesome. That's cool. Because uh, th- he did some amazing things that we've always wanted to see actually no i wouldn't say that things we didn't know we wanted to see in dragon ball like complete like um he took some risks and it it worked out i think everyone worked out worked out i'm glad i'm glad i just want to pop in real quick to uh say that this movie did like good in the box office yeah people were like anime i'm so happy so So we're gonna get some more thick animes coming at you fast Exactly. It's like um it's like uh Deadpool, what Deadpool did for rated R yeah superhero movies. Yeah. So this is we're gonna get some like legitimate uh you know, people crying out for yeah. some good anime films in uh, American theaters, which is never happened before. Like I was surprised this was gonna be in theaters and Yeah, they- me too. When they said it was gonna be in theaters, I was like, Wait, like the theater theater or like yeah, like we've gotten like Yu-Gi-Oh and yeah. some Pokemon movies here and there, but those have always been for like kids. This one is yeah. like making big money. And I the ones offense. that I take offense. And the ones that are in theater, they're like special releases in like some theaters, not all the theaters. Yeah, that dude, was really cool. Um, so for longtime fans, they did do uh, they made some changes to the plot, so. The typical the typical lore isn't at, isn't exactly the same now. Um, it's minor stuff, but some of it bothered me just a little bit. Like more specifically, Bardock. This isn't really a spoiler. So originally, Bardock, who's uh, Goku's, that's Goku's dad. He was, I can't curse on this podcast. <laughs> he was a jerk. So he was just he was just all about you know combat, which you know was cool, but he didn't really care about his kids, didn't care about, you know, he didn't even mention his yeah. his wife. Um, but in this one, they kind of explain it, and he's like, okay, that's acceptable, whatever. But he's more of a family man. He give, he actually gives a crap. And what they're what what Akira Toriyama did was he's he's basically doubling down on the I don't know if people have noticed, but the the Goku's origin story is based off the Superman origin story. And he doubled down on that. Yeah. And it's, 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 which is, which bothers me because it takes away from the, 
originality that Goku's original origin story had with him being like bred, basically bred for combat and it being an innate part of his nature. And then that being knocked out of him because of an accident he had as a kid. I thought that was so cool. But now it's kind of implied that his combative nature was never a thing. It's not, it's not part of him. It's like, you know, it's a choice like anything else. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, that's. Yeah, yeah. So he was, you know how they sent, so in the original, yeah. originally he was sent to Earth as a baby to destroy Earth. Yeah. Because that's what they did, which is awesome. You know, it was like a little baby's coming here, he's going to kill everybody. But <laughs> they awesome. changed it. So he's literally just going to Earth because of planet Vegeta was going to get destroyed. Yeah. And that could get confusing for some people. There's and King Vegeta, the Prince Vegeta, and Planet Vegeta, who's yeah. actually... Vegeta the fourth. So they changed some stuff about Lalor, but they also <laughs> added, bro, it's getting they that, they're now there's a lot of Vegetas. And I also always been Yeah. And I also heard now that Goku was and I haven't heard this, but like on the trailers you can see that Goku's older when he gets I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's, I didn't notice he's, that at all. Because like in the original, he was like a baby, like he couldn't walk. And oh, this one... you mean as, a, as okay? You mean the origin? Yeah, yeah. A little, see, it's stupid because this isn't a spoiler either. It's not. It's a little bit, but it's, if you get mad about it, it's dumb. So when uh, Bardock comes home, he's talking to his wife. I can't remember her name. She's got a cool design though. He's talking to his wife about how Kakarot—that's Goku's real name—is still in basically the 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 nursery like their version of a nursery yeah and they keep it at their house so she's like yeah he should be out like in a couple hours though you came back just in time and then they're like wait he then he's like hold up i think something's gonna go down so we're gonna send our son away and then all of a sudden he's he seems older than he was in the nursery you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. they, they implied that he was an infant infant but he's old enough to like wear armor and like uh -oh look at his parents and yeah. like sense that something's wrong when he, they send him off. I don't know. This is a little weird. They just, they, I think they, all those decisions were to like, you know, they needed to be able to pull at your heartstrings somehow. Yeah. So a, a, a sleeping baby, you like, Oh, whatever. He's not, he doesn't care. Yeah. But you know, seeing him tear up, you're like, Oh, that's so sad. I think that's what that decision was. Okay. Um, okay. So let's, Let's talk about Broly, because oh boy. Be, wait, let's. Are we getting into spoilers yet or no? We should make it clear. Uh, first, yet. first we don't have to. Not yet. First, okay. we're gonna ex we're gonna explain the original movie of Broly. In the original movie of Broly, it's basically Paragus, which is Broly's dad. No, uh -huh. let's start it this way. Goku was born. And Broly was born. Okay, let's okay. okay so I'm gonna just streamline what you say real quick. <laughs> the first movie had a cool, cool idea, but the way they yeah the acted way... upon it was stupid. It was dumb. So now tell them, tell them why Broly hated Goku in the first movie. Broly hated Goku because they were in pods next to each other, and in the Goku nursery. cried. Yeah. <laughs> so Goku cried Yikes. so loudly. For so long that it left a mental scar upon Broly. It's and he like always... Carlitos. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. For like all those years, Broly left, came back, and heard oh, the wait. name Kakarot and went ballistic. Yeah. And that's what... So, 
We could do a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole episode just on the early but, movie. Anime but that's why, that's why this, uh, this reboot for the character is so important. Because Broly has so much character in this. Like, you empathize with him. You empathize with Paragus. And, and you even understand uh, King Vegeta. So the reason um, there's conflict with King Vegeta and Paragus, who was Broly's dad, is because uh, Broly was born... And they measured his uh, power level. Fun fact, they changed power level to battle power, hmm. which I don't know. They, they made a couple changes in, in terms, like, you yeah. know, the words. Yeah. It was a little weird, but I accepted it. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so, yeah, he's, his level was so high that he realized that he was a threat to the entire race. Hmm. If he ever lost control, he could destroy the whole planet. So he was like, I'm going to send him off to this, like, planet off in the space boonies. Where there ain't nothing for him to hurt, and hopefully he gets killed. And Paragus is like, "Bruh, that's my boy." Yeah. So he's like, "Screw you! I'm gonna enact revenge upon you by making Broly a a hard mother fupa," <laughs> and, and that's his plan. And the and I don't want to tell you exactly what happens, but something goes wrong with his plan. But we're, we're, he still he still ends up creating that warrior that he wanted to create. We're in spoilers, so I guess now we can go to spoilers. Well, before we do spoilers, I want to know if Carlos <laughs> has any questions. Um, as as being a fresh, I, I mean, I don't. I, I get the basic idea of what this is, but I, I, I like, like I said at the top of this episode, which you didn't hear, Terry on. I have like a very like, <laughs> very very casual relationship with the series. I, yeah. I watched it like here and there when I was a kid. I recognize some of the names you're saying, <laughs> but I don't, other than like Goku, I couldn't like put a image to the names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's most of your listeners. So I was, I was hoping you could help. I, I have some <laughs> thoughts. All right, go for it. Rico. Okay. So Dragon Ball in general, right? Like I've seen mm-hmm. things, like I've seen like a few things from you guys. I like like. I like the style, I guess, of animation and, like, the art kind of, like, I like, especially the really early stuff that you guys kind of showed me, how it's, like, really bright and colorful, like, 80s, like, madness, like, all this Japanese style and stuff. I, like I do with most animes, I have a little hard time, like, jumping onto, like, the story-wise train with all, like, crazy cultural (laughs) divide that's happening. Yeah. But I like how it looks, so. Um, I, I do have a question. All right. Okay. If... There's someone either like me or, in the more extreme case, someone who has never seen a lick of this and doesn't know anything about it. Is this a standalone product where you could walk into this and be entertained, or would you just be completely lost? Well, okay. So here's the thing with animes. If you aren't a fan of uh, that style of soap opera mixed with high-end, like high-octane action... You won't. You probably won't like it. But I, when it comes to uh, it being able to stand alone by itself, yeah. If you're if you're just in there for the ride, you'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Because the one, I guarantee you've never seen visuals like this in an in an animated series. Mm-hmm. The closest that comes to it is uh, Studio Ghibli, or Ghibli, whatever you want to say. And that's not as that's beautiful, but they don't. It's not at the same level as this because you know they have all these different abilities. And you know powers and stuff, and it's he just. I've never seen Dragon Ball Z express. I've never seen a more powerful example 
of Dragon Ball Z. Like this is the strongest I've ever seen. I've I felt like this is this like I don't know. It's hard to explain, bro. You just have to see it visually. It's, it's astounding. Okay. The ride, the ride is um, just go for the ride. It's worth it. I buy it. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just for me. It's always a question of story. It's like I even this was a discussion when uh, even something like Avengers: Infinity War come out came out. It's for me, it always goes back to the question of is if this was somebody's first experience with this franchise, would they be able to jump, drop you right into the story and just understand what's happening? I understand well, the anime divide is something that is, would take some overcoming as well. Um, if I'm kind of like Enrique. I struggle with that. Um, I've just come to the conclusion that it's just flat out not my thing, and that's uh, completely fine. I'm fine with that. Um, and I can dabble. I can dabble. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But from a story standpoint, I guess, is uh, the question for me. From a story standpoint, yeah, you'll be able to follow all the beats of the plot. Okay. But there is a ton of fan service and Easter eggs well, that that's extends the way to, do to the it. dialogue. Yeah, so... Um, you will not you're gonna you're gonna be sitting in there and the people are gonna be laughing, laughing their heads off, or they're gonna be making remarks and stuff just from like little lines. Yeah. You know, they, the way they wrote it, the dialogue is awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. This is the most sophisticated I've, I've ever seen Dragon Ball Z. It sounds crazy. Awesome. But um yeah, there's gonna be stuff that's gonna go way over your head. Do you have negatives? Uh really just be you know, petty stuff, honestly, because like the thing I said about Bardock not being a, a, a jerk anymore. It's more about certain plot elements that they change, yeah, they that they strayed away from that people did like. Mm-hmm. But honestly, there's not much I can say for negatives. Um, if for some people, this isn't a negative for me, but I can see how it could be a negative for some people. There when the action starts, there isn't much of a break. They uh they start splitting it up with a little bit of comedy here and there. And like a little bit of dialogue, but once the ride starts, you're you're going for like I think I want to say like 40 minutes straight of almost straight action. Wow. Um, and like I said, they have little breaks in there, but nothing. What's the yeah, whole runtime like, of this? Uh, I don't know. Can you can Enrique look it up real quick? Because I was wondering that. Uh, I'll look right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean that's interesting. Um, I, sometimes I can find that I find that that works. Sometimes it's exhausting. It's but one hour yeah, and forty-one a, minutes. Yeah, one forty. Yeah, see, so um, uh, I think someone like you might be like, okay, come on, <laughs> please <laughs> talk. Somebody talk a little bit. <laughs> um, I yeah, it's 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 high gear for most mm, of yeah. it. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I I'm not surprised this movie. I mean, I'm I guess I'm kind of surprised to an extent that it is doing so well. But I can't tell you I how am. I can't tell you how many people um, I knew that were planning on going to see this movie the first night it was in theaters, and then mm-hmm. literally like showed up and to other plans that we had, and they're like, oh, it was sold out. <laughs> they literally were trying to go to it the first night, and then they're like, uh, yeah, we couldn't make it. It was sold out. So. After yeah, after that, then I was like, okay, this movie's gonna do pretty well. <laughs> um, Yo, I saw the movie uh, what last Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and it's been out for not a month, but close to it, right? And that theater no. was packed. No, maybe in Florida, I don't know. No, it it came out the sixteenth. 
January 14th? Yeah. January 14th. Oh, 10 days. Okay, but for an anime film, theaters still be packed? I think that's pretty wild. That yeah, is that is wild. Yeah. That is very wild. All right. Uh, do you do you want to rate this before you and Kendrick maybe talk, start talking spoilers? Do you guys oh, still want to talk spoilers? Hands, I'm down. It's okay. hands yeah. down a 10 out of 10. Okay. For me. I already and give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. I haven't <laughs> seen you, it. It's like legit. If you, if this is in, within your, uh, your realm of interest stuff you like, you, it's going to be, you're going to, it's going to knock you off your feet, dude. They did an amazing job. All right. So yeah, actually, instead of doing the spoilers now, what we're going to do is after Kendrick sees the movie, we are going to record a little separate bonus episode we're going back to the anime episode this will be anime episode number three and it'll be all Ooh. about dragon ball super broly and I, I um, would say we could have like dakota on or something well, but i feel like that might turn this into like um, a 10-part series well yeah. no that's well that's what i was gonna say is uh Terion, we're i don't know exactly when we'll record this maybe tomorrow after they see it depends on when they see it tomorrow but mm -hmm. um I am charging you with the mission of recruiting um, the other anime people around you uh, to be on as well. So, um, I, I steps aren't figure it out. All right. That being said, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Um, we are going to close it out. Um, Terion, if people want to tweet at you, or I don't know, you don't have Twitter anymore. If people want to contact you and talk to you about <laughs> anime, where are they finding you? They can find me on Instagram at Terry with an I underscore quenched. All right. Awesome. Iconic. <laughs> this is a great Iconic. Instagram name. All right. Um, so there Wait, you do can. Do they know my last name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> my last name's Thirsty. So Terry, Terry Thirsty, Terry Quenched. There yep. you go. <laughs> exactly. I'm Terry Hungry. Uh, no. That's your face. All right. <laughs> Um, Kendrick, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at on Instagram at fgkennyxz. Uh, on Facebook, Kendrick Staddy. I will probably not uh, <laughs> respond to your friend request. Yikes! Yeah, you can yeah, try. He's too popular. He's got enough friends. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Enrique. Yikes. Yikes. Um, <laughs> still don't have Twitter. Found a contact support number. Still haven't called them yet. Um, when Dedication. I get around to that, though, I'll let you guys know in this like ongoing Twitter saga. I'm trying to silence my voice. Um, other than that, That's what there's is, a YouTube yeah. channel out there. It's called Sunny State Films. 46 subscribers going strong, no videos. <laughs> in the future, mm -hmm. I'm hoping before summer, that's like uh -huh. my main goal, a short film will be posted there starring Terion. So if you're interested in that at all, go subscribe there. Put on notifications. It's, it's going to be an take, event. It's going to take until the summer? I mean, I'm hoping before then, but that's like worst case scenario. You're really uh, slacking with your editing, huh? I mean, it's pretty. Well, it's going pretty good. It's just the audio sound, problem. Yeah, we do have a sound issue where um, we don't have a lot of the voiceover. But, you know. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, I see he told me about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How'd you? <laughs> we'll talk about that off air, but yeah, there were um, unfortunate circumstances and uh, mistakes were made. I take no blame myself personally because Enrique should have gotten the audio off of the device. 
Thought it was yep. safe um, with you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, you can find Ozzy at Castro Ozzy on Twitter. You should tweet at him. Just tweet at him nonstop. So hopefully his phone explodes enough that he actually logs onto the app. Mm-hmm. So you should do that. Um, and uh, annoy him about whatever you want. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheerio4Fast6. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, and the website where Chucky is just making a lot of content on the website. I don't know if you guys have checked out the website recently, but Chucky's got Netflix reviews galore. Basically, every Netflix movie that you can think of that's come out recently, Chucky's reviewing it. And then he did his top ten of last year, best and worst, and he also wrote an article just randomly about the problem with fan theories. Ooh. So if you're interested in that, check that I'm out. I'm going to check that out. That because sounds like some good, wholesome content. That, that's good content. It's some good family fun. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but there are problems with fan theories. Fan yeah. theories inherently cause problems with fan bases. So I think it is an interesting read, and you should go yeah. and check that yeah, out. Go check out Chuck Flicks. Yeah, Chuck Flicks on the website, uh, screenfellows.com. Go and check that out. That being said, thank you for joining us for this episode. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, all of it, and share the episode on your social medias in person. I want you to like walk up to a random person and shout, listen to the Screenfellows podcast right in their face. I did that at school. And uh, <laughs> if you don't do that, then um, we hate you. Then we'll send Broly after you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that being said, again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next one, the Screenfellows. 